you know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyrie Thompson bringing you yet another episode of First in Foxborough. Remember to be downloading, subscribing, and listening to the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a little while since it was just me on this podcast, I know. Uh, I've been on the air a couple of times recently and just wanted to share some of the conversations that I've had with Mark Dondero at WEEI, a little bit of Andy Hart, who I was on WEEI with and I'm frequently at practice with as well, and uh, you know, filling in on the Merloni and Mego show. It's always a little bit more fun when you're talking with other people as opposed to just doing it yourself. I'm trying to get back to that, but today it's going to be only me for this one. I am not down in Las Vegas today, obviously for joint practices between the Patriots and the Raiders. So I can't give you that first person account, but I do want to talk about the things that I've heard from practice, which are largely not great for the New England Patriots. In particular, the offense still sounds like it's struggling. Running game hasn't gotten on track from what it sounds like. A lot of run stuffs, a decent gain here or there, but mostly not getting on track, which is basically what they've been doing this entire time. And the passing offense also sounded a bit rough. Mac Jones had a tough day in team segments yesterday, except for the way that they finished practice, which again, that's a positive sign. Silver lining. It's not always about how you start. It's about how you finish. You just hope that when you're finishing in an actual game, you're not just doing it in garbage time when you don't have a real chance to win. But look, that's that's games. We're we're we talking about practice. Okay, we ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice. And then on that note, in practice, Kendrick Bourne comes back and drops a touchdown pass after being in the doghouse for much of the last week and a half or so after that fight at joint practices last Tuesday and kind of scuffling in practice before that even. So not what you want to see from him, but again, he closed off practice in that two-minute drill by redeeming himself by catching a touchdown pass. Um, You also got to wonder how much of an influence Tyquan Thornton not being in the lineup is having. Again, he's a rookie second round pick, right? He's still got a lot of football to to learn, but I feel like when he was in the game in preseason and just generally when he's on the field at practice, things look a bit smoother because defenses have to take into account there's a guy on the other team that can run past you no matter how fast you are because he's got that kind of speed. So that'll be something to monitor going forward, but I don't really want to keep talking about the offense right here. I actually want to talk about the defense. Because the defense has been the unit that generally everybody has felt pretty good about. Pretty much from top to bottom, I would say. Starting with the defensive front, which it sounds like was really disruptive once again in team segments. Matthew Judon sounds like he's been an absolute wrecking ball down there. Drawing holding penalties and getting like what would be sacks in a real game situation. He looks strong and poised to start off last season start off this season the way he started off last season. The question is going to be if he can finish, which is something that he's talked about wanting to improve at, get his conditioning right, and all that. I want to focus a bit more on the secondary here because we heard reports out of practice yesterday that the Patriots defensive backs were getting schooled a little bit, especially in one-on-ones and talking particularly about the corners. 
Jalen Mills went up yesterday in one-on-ones against Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football for, you know, if you want to ask me who it is, I'd say it's him, and lost all three times. Adams gave him the business. Miles Bryant went up a couple of times against Hunter Renfro, three times, I believe, and lost two out of three. Marcus Jones apparently had a rough time and went 0 for 3 on his reps. And these are all numbers that were you know, reported from practice. Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, Zach Cox from Nesson, uh, you know, kind of bringing these, these little uh, you know, stats and nuggets to the table here. Um, Jack Jones had a couple of pass breakups, but apparently looked pretty bad on a couple of his reps because, again, he's a bit of a gambler. So if you get him with a double move, he can get lost. So... Looks like a lot of work to do here for the Patriots defensive backs against that really, really good Raiders receiver group, pass catching group all around. And it sounds like Devontae Adams was just doing Devontae Adams stuff in seven on sevens and and 11s on 11s and 11 on 11s as well. Hunter Renfro was getting open. Look, what I've said about the Patriots defense versus the Patriots offense this whole time is that to me, it hasn't been about the lack of talent or there being a huge gap of talent between the defense and offense. I think it's really just been, look, the Patriots defense has known what it's doing the entire time, pretty much. They've looked well-schooled and coached and and confident in what they're executing every time they're out there, and the offense is still trying to figure it out. It's a process, right? Mac Jones keeps talking about the process. It's about process more than results right now. I would say that that's probably the case right now for the Patriots defensive backs going against those receivers right now. It's about process more than results because right now, fortunately, the results don't actually matter because it's preseason, it's practice, right? And they are they're working on fundamentals, honing their craft going into the season. But look, I would tell you that this isn't just about, oh yeah, execution and uh, you know having a better game plan or what have you. No, I think there's actually a pretty significant talent gap between what the Raiders have at wide receiver and what the Patriots have at cornerback. And that's not even necessarily to say that the Patriots cornerback group is horrible. I really don't think it is. But again, you got these dudes trying to go up against Devontae Adams. His route running is sick. Like he he toys with people. And he's over here doing things like Evan Lazar with Patriots.com. It's like, oh yeah, he just hauled in a one-handed catch while keeping his feet in bounds along the sideline. It's just like, not everybody can do that stuff, okay? So I think that when it comes down to it, this is a hard but necessary lesson that the Patriots defensive backs need to learn going into this season. And I think it says a lot for what I think this Patriots team is going to be overall. Look, we had issues and questions regarding this cornerback group for a while, like in going into the draft, coming into training camp and all that. And I feel like for the most part, we've been pleasantly surprised, particularly when you're talking about Jalen Mills being a guy that is he elite in terms of talent? No, not really. Not as far as the NFL is concerned, but he's clearly taken a jump in the way that he thinks the game, his preparation from play to play and the way that he's been able to use that recognition to make plays when the ball is in the air. I think he's definitely taken a leap as a man-to-man cornerback. Jonathan Jones has often been the guy in the slot, and he's bumped out to the outside pretty well, I would say. I I think he's acquitted himself pretty nicely. Apparently, he had himself a pass breakup of He had a pass breakup on Devontae Adams, according to the reports, which is, hey, that's no small thing. 
And then you have Miles Bryant, who, I mean, he got a lot of flack last year, but I think outside of two games against Buffalo, where he just was mismatched against Isaiah McKenzie, who's just way faster than him, I think all in all, Miles Bryant played some pretty good football last year. And he's a veteran, a guy that you can count on, and I think that they are going to count on, at least in the beginning, to go out and start for you while Marcus Jones continues to find his way. Because it sounds, I mean, one thing I'll tell you about Marcus Jones, his quickness, his twitch, and, and, and the way that he gets into people's hip pockets, and his competitive coverage, like it's there. But I find that coming in and out of breaks, his footwork isn't always that good, and he looks like he's about to fall down a lot. And that's not something you want to have. He's got to work on his balance and the way that he, you know, kind of transitions from, you know, his backpedal or, you know, changes direction. So I think he could use a little bit of seasoning here. And I think with Jack Jones, he could definitely use some seasoning because I love his instincts. I love the way that he attacks the football, but I mean, apparently he got burned by former Patriots, you know, practice squad guy, Isaiah Zuber, just because he stopped his route one time and Jack bit on it and boom, there he goes. It's a big play. So again, you're not going to put Jack Jones on the field right now if he's going to do that. He's got some work to do. But look, I would say this. I think the Patriots have NFL talent at cornerback. I don't think that this is going to be one of those situations where it's like, that guy shouldn't even be in the league. Why is he even playing? I don't think that's the case. Okay. I think that there is just, there are just NFL caliber NFL caliber players throughout this defense at every level, including linebacker, which is another position that's been talked about a lot. Okay. This defense has the potential, I think, to be a, a good one, at least a solid one, you know, average to above average. I think they will be fine. Okay. Now, do they have transcendent talents anywhere? No, not right now. I mean, Matthew Judon's really good, but transcendent talent? Probably not. Christian Barmore maybe could get there. I think he can, but he's not there right now. I think the play-to-play -play dominance still has to come together for Barmore. But I feel like what's going to happen here is, yeah, you don't have elite lockdown corners or linebackers that destroy everything and screw up your game plan or an edge rusher that's that you have to block with two people every time or you're done for you have no chance you don't have that right now but you have solid talent and what that tells me is that the patriots are going to be a team that mixes and matches a lot and they are going to play a lot of chess here there are going to be tons of different combinations of safeties and cornerbacks and linebackers on the field based on what they think are going to be the best matchups for a given play, a given series, or or a game, right? And and I think that is where Bill Belichick is going to really, and in this defensive staff, right, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo are really going to make their hay here. It's going to be about, okay, when the other team does this, this is who we're putting in the game, this is how we're going to align, and, and we're going to throw lots of different bodies at people. It's and it's and It'd be great if they had a stopper, you know, at cornerback. Just one guy, you lock down the side of the field, and boom, it's done. But you don't have that. And those guys don't necessarily grow on trees, which might be another reason people are like, well, why did you let J.C. Jackson go? But I think that ultimately this is a unit and a, a team and, and a cornerback group and safety group, especially the safety group's one of the best ones on the entire team, you can win with this, okay? Particularly if, if, if your goal is to get through the regular season and grind out wins 
and and you know just kind of pile up wins on some of the teams you expect to beat like say the the Jets until the Jets show me something they're still the Jets um the Chicago Bears right teams like that teams that you you believe you should definitely beat I mean, come on, you can you can do more or less whatever you want against those teams, probably, and, and play around with it. The question is going to be, when they play the Raiders later this year on December 18th, when they play the Bills twice, they play the Miami Dolphins week one and then later on in the season, they play the Cincinnati Bengals, can they stick with the elite talent on the outside? And no, they can't do that one-on-one. It's not going to happen. They would get tortured and destroyed. And the Patriots will get 40 hung on them. If they're just going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to play man coverage all the time. And that's all we're going to do. Yeah, have fun with that, guys. That's not going to happen. Okay? But I think for that reason, what they're going through right now against the Raiders in these one-on-one drills and seven-on-sevens or what, just the work, the things that they are seeing up front with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro... Darren Waller, the big tight end, who's basically a, you know, just a big receiver himself. You got to see that stuff. Okay. You have to go through those trials. You have to have that reminder almost of, yeah, we got some work to do. And this is how we're going to do it for when we play this team later. And and when we play similarly good receivers, like how do we need to adjust and, and stop these guys? Because we can't do it one-on-one. My point with this is, look, it does not sound encouraging, right? It does not sound encouraging to hear that the Patriots cornerbacks are getting pantsed right now out there in Las Vegas, okay? But it's better to get beat up now, better to get schooled right now than it is to get schooled when the games actually matter. And what the defensive guys and the offensive guys, all of them will continue to tell you is that right now, the results are secondary to your process, which is in particular, how are you thinking the game? What do your fundamentals look like? That's the thing everybody wants to harp on right now. Work your fundamentals, work your fundamentals. Okay. And if you're getting out of position, you're going to get beat, especially against good competition. Okay. So how can we improve the little things and get better at those details? And if you're going to get beat, then I feel like you, you would prefer to get beat by the best. Right. And, and have those reps in practice where you are going against the best players that you possibly could go against. And Devontae Adams falls into that category if you're talking about receivers that these cornerbacks could be going up against. So, yeah, I, I think this is a good thing to me. It's a good thing. It's not necessarily great that they are losing these reps necessarily or that you know it's going poorly, but it is good that they are seeing this now. OK, because it's not going to get easier this season. Okay, it's not going to get easier week one when you're going to have to deal with those speedsters, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle out there in Miami, in the heat, by the way, which I think this also will help, right? The heat and maybe not so much humidity out there, but it's still really hot. It's like 106 degrees out there. And this is stuff that I predicted would kind of be the case. Yeah, Jalen Mills looks great, but how is he going to look against the Las Vegas Raiders? Okay, how is he going to look in a couple of weeks when it's Miami? Right. And then this entire corner and really this entire cornerback group, how are they going to look when the competition is better? And the answer is, look, their first taste of it was pretty rough. They're learning a hard lesson here, but it's a lesson they need to learn now as opposed to learning later. And a lesson that the coaching staff needs to also see learned for not just for the players, but for themselves. Okay, look, what can we get away with with this cornerback group? 
how do we need to put them in the best positions to succeed? So my bottom line here is let's not freak out about this yet. The cornerback group might just be a little bit more what we thought it was in the beginning, which is they can be okay, but they're not going to be great. Okay, so don't get lulled into a false sense of security with that. The defensive front, I don't know. Maybe the defensive front might be pretty good, and that might take some of the pressure off of the defensive backs, especially if you can get pressure with just four guys and you can play more zone defense and make quarterbacks go through progressions while they're still getting Christian Barmore and Matthew Judon coming at them when, when it's only four down guys. That could be huge. That would be absolutely huge, but it's not going to happen all the time. Pressure is not always going to get home. And when it doesn't, guys need to be able to cover. So I think it's good to go through these growing pains right now. And you know what? Hopefully, if the defense can hold its own those first couple of weeks of the season, the offense can start consistently figuring out how to run a play. And then who knows? Maybe the Patriots will uh, be a little bit better than some of the doom and gloom that has been predicted in, in training or talked about during during practice because it hasn't necessarily looked very good. Maybe it could be better than that. Don't know that it'll necessarily be, what, 12 and 5 good, the way some people think might happen. But I think that this the, the name of the game for this team is going to be complementary football. And that goes for the team at large. Offense complementing the defense and vice versa. And the defensive front complementing the cornerbacks. So... Even if it's not pretty on Wednesday for joint practices and you hear more reports like what you heard yesterday, and even if it doesn't look pretty on Friday night, in the end, we're still in practice. The games aren't for a couple more weeks. And if, like I said, if you're going to be bad, be bad now, as opposed to when the stuff actually counts. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kyrie Thompson, and this has been another episode of First and Foxborough. Thanks for checking in. Make sure you're following me at KD Thompson 5. Follow the show at First and Foxborough, F O X B O R O. And download, listen, subscribe. Check out this podcast on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Till tomorrow.